What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Tide Pod Podcast, brought to you by the Real Cast Network. You can find us on all social media and your favorite podcast platforms. Bringing you a weekly dose of reality, you can find us on TidePod.com. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Up next, we have this week's podcast. Okay, what's up, everybody? I want to welcome you to episode two of the Tide Pod Podcast. Uh, where I am joined here with none other than the amazing Evelyn Bailey. <laughs> so I had to I had to write this down because it's it's uh, it's rather incredible. So just bear with me here. We're gonna start. I'm gonna introduce her because you got You got to know what this woman's all about. Uh, she is a well-versed professional modern visual artist. She's using both traditional and digital mediums to create captivating artwork that will leave you, in my personal opinion, in awe. Some of this woman's artwork is, is just, it's astonishing. She's got 20 years experience in various techniques and mediums and advanced studies. She's a creative director at the new global award-winning light show for the city of Cambridge. She's also a member of the Arts and Culture Committee for Niagara Falls. And she's the founder of Evolution. It's a program designed to inspire people to activate their genius mind through art, as well as the creator of the Evolution Calendar, where entrepreneurs and global leaders are highlighted. Now, Evelyn joins us today, and she's going to share a powerful message that I believe can save the world. <laughs> thank you. I want to thank you for joining me today. I know it was pretty short notice, but I, I wouldn't have had anybody else fill spot two in the yes. Tide Pod podcast. So thank you for coming. Awesome. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Born twice uh, as number two as well, as I'm a twin. Oh, yes. So. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So it's perfect. Yes. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's, uh, there's, there's lots that I want to talk about today, but I know that uh, with all of that, I mean, uh, there's, there's tons of questions I have to um, you know, let's, I'd, I'd like to go back to the, you know, 20 years ago to how you, you began this journey, <coughs> like how, how you got mm -hmm. to where you are today. Wonderful. Um, well, first of all, I wanted to just say thank, uh, say thank you for inviting me on the show as the number two, uh, number three, four, five. It would have been uh, at any point uh, the same honor simply because I think it's so important to bring these conversations uh, to, to life. Mm -hmm. And so we've had uh, many con conscious conversations in the past. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes it's just really beautiful because they're worth sharing. Mm -hmm. And so to be here and to share this message that, um, yes, I, I, I do as well. I believe it will save the world. Um, it's just completely an honor because it takes people like you to believe in the art, um, which means that whatever I'm doing is is working and it's it's mm -hmm. certainly getting the message across. So thank you hey. for having me on the show. You're welcome. <laughs> Very welcome. Um, so if we're going to take it to uh, the beginning um, in terms of where where I acknowledged being an artist, let's say, and then decided yeah, that that did, would yeah. be... How did you decide that yeah. this, is, this, was your, this was your lane, this was the path that you wanted to take? Well, I love this question because it really goes back to when I was a child. And when I used to play, just the playing and the creativity and the imagination that would come from this, uh, from being a child, was completely curated from being a really highly observe, high observer of my environments. So the more I went out and played and traveled and did things, I started to notice at a very young age that my artwork was expanding with ideas. And what I was able to draw was becoming very much 100% in alignment to what I had experienced. And so I've always been just amazed at how art really brings out uh, the ideas in our minds. And at a very young age, I was constantly, constantly drawing and bringing ideas to life. And I realized it was really easy to be understood um, because I would draw the way I would feel. I would draw what was on my mind. And so it was very easy to understand where I was and to connect with me in that sense. Mm -hmm. So this power, this connection and this sort of observation of life, it never left me, even going into high school. 
So, you know, when I get into high school, we're all discovering who we are. We don't know what we want. We're seeing new references every day of a version that we may want to be. And it's really difficult to sort of align yourself to sticking to who you are, Mm -hmm. sticking to the thing that you love most and not being influenced to change that for any other reason other than if you desire to change or to evolve. Mm -hmm. And so at a very young age, I I just noticed, um, well, in high school that the more I was able to draw, the more I was able to express what I learned through art, the more I was able to realize that I was, I really understood what I was learning. And so this connection to art and to my life, just everything that I did, was drawing, whether I was learning math, science, any subject I would draw. And um, I just remember people asking, what are you going to do when you get out of high school? Because they saw that I was just a passionate artist. Mm-hmm. I used to do other friends' homework just because I loved doing art. Mm-hmm. So if someone wanted you know, to get by with getting the, the homework done, I would certainly take it on because for me, it was just drawing something that I love. Mm-hmm. So I, I really understood that no matter what I did, it was going to be art, whether it was a famous painter or at the time I had picked up this concept of working for Disney because I fell in love with animation movies. Mm -hmm. And so because I had this fascination with animation and just the world of of your imagination, the Mm -hmm. world of play, I I knew for a fact that I would stay there for the rest of my life simply because the emotions that come out when you're in that are just joy, love, happiness. And um, it is a sense of it's a sense of happiness. Mm-hmm. You just feel really good when you're in a creative state. And I don't know who can deny that. And um, so growing up, that's kind of my journey. It was just art was a huge part of my my education. And then it wasn't until, I would say, three, four years ago where art actually started serving me in ways that it was like saving my life. Mm-hmm. So when you think about... Uh, the changes that we grow, go through growing up, especially mm-hmm. when you become a parent, let's say, and you can relate because you're mm-hmm. a father. And so when you become a parent, you're constantly finding ways in your mind to solve a problem mm-hmm. that is going to either arise in the future or that is happening in the moment. And so the more I started encountering myself in hardship, I mean, like courts, you know how the, it's just yeah. a lot of battling, which is battles of the egos mm-hmm. that can really create a sense of, you know, where if you're, if you're feeling a sense of uh, defeat, it's almost hard to get yourself back up. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started finding that the only thing that brought me up was my capacity to imagine the best case scenario. Yes. And when I started focusing on the best case scenario, I started thinking of the second best case scenario and the third best case scenario and to the point where there almost was no bad case scenario because in my mind, I wouldn't even focus on that. Now I would acknowledge it to say, okay, this could be the worst case yeah. if I don't do that. And that's where I was able to navigate you know, my life in times where you're just, you can become, it's really hard to focus. Mm -hmm. So art was just a way of, of staying focused, of using the power of your imagination. Mm -hmm. That's what I stand for is the power of the imagination will solve any problem Mm -hmm. and will give you a visual download of a life that you actually from the heart would desire Mm -hmm. that you, and then there from there you can go for it. Yeah. I like, I like how listening to you speak and, and saying how art saved your life. Um, just, just hearing that, uh, initially you think, well, how, by like painting a picture, by drawing, but no, Mm -hmm. you're, you're saying how you, you were able to focus and use your imagination, not necessarily to turn that into a visual piece, Mm -hmm. but to visualize in your mind, Mm -hmm. using that creative imagination that, Mm -hmm. look, this is, you know, I'm going to focus on, you know, the, the possibility of possibilities Mm -hmm. rather than, you know, the disadvantages and the things that come from the, the opposite of that. So 
um, I think for those listening, like I, I was excited and I let people know that I was having you in today <laughs> um, to how, how, how art can save your life. So when you say yes. something like that, I mean, that's a, that's a bold statement mm-hmm. to make. And I think people might be like, you know, like we've discussed before we went, went we went on the air is that, uh, you know, people like may think that they're not creative or they're not talented. They don't have the skill to draw. And maybe 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 you can explain um, how art is more than just visual art. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Over the time, um, seeing how art is just the practice of the creative faculty. So you're just practicing using a creative side of your brain, which is solving the logical problems. So being in this state and being able to say, okay, I can visually see that outcome. I could visually see Mm -hmm. where I'm going to go if I stay in this sort of solution oriented mode. And it just, I find that art is becomes multiple ways of um, exercising the creative imagination. And I really, I'm like, as I'm speaking, I, I see my mind going in five directions with this answer because there's so many layers mm-hmm. to how I feel that it can serve people in their life. And it's, it comes to on a spiritual level, it's on a, an emotional level, it's on a physical level, you know, because when we're not feeling good, we can't, we're not in a state of trying, wanting to create. Mm-hmm. So in order to create your ultimate masterpieces, which is, doesn't mean the best painting that's going to go in, like, in the, the next Van Gogh. But it's that state of where the flow is going through you. The mm-hmm. ideas are channeling through you. Your thoughts are being processed. Mm-hmm. It's blocked when we're just physically crippled. So art, is, art covers so many components of being that I feel that um, it covers health. So how it saved me is, is, like I said, in order to channel my best ideas, I, I can't be full on a bloated stomach with negative th- thinking minds. I'm in a state of complete you know, op- opti- optimism. I'm mm-hmm. complete. I'm looking at limitless ideas it's like mm-hmm. no limit to anything i think of and i find that in a fear-based society when you have a mindset where you can see outcomes that are not like the result is not because of fears because of true like faith and belief mm-hmm. and yes whether you can see it or not there's still a sense of it connects you to your heart so i find that on a visual level art connects you to the heart um on a physical level the expression is a release. It's an outlet, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's, an, it's like a tss, 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 when you're just letting that air slowly go mm-hmm. out of, it's like a little bit of release so that you don't build up all this tension. Yeah. So you're literally drafting all, these, all this energy into a, into a, onto a paper, onto a canvas, into a song, into an instrument. It's any, create, any act of creativity mm-hmm. is, is allowing for you to release the anxiety, the stress and I'm a very high energy person. Like I, I'm feeling like even now I feel so bottled up because it's been over a week and a half since I've actually expressed mm-hmm. and I've let it out. So I feel that art on so many levels, physiologically, mentally, spiritually, it, it balances you and it creates a sense of, um, I guess the biggest thing I could say is that because you have a high level of concentration through the art practice, you're most present in those moments, which mm-hmm. means you're connected to who you, yourself mm-hmm. and you're connected to, to the divine. You're in the most still state of, of creativity, well, of, of stillness, let's say. And so in so many ways, it can create a sense of um, calmness for people, release, mm-hmm. all these kind of lack of, con- it, it releases confusion. You know, if you actually illustrate all your ideas on paper, mm-hmm you'll quickly identify the ones worth focusing on. 
And in that focus, you'll focus on, on the details, which means you're manifesting more visually what you want because you're focused, you're hyper-focused on it. Mm -hmm. And so I just find that in so many ways, you know, even people who want to connect with their children, you, you throw a little bit of art and creativity into their life, sprinkle a little bit of creativity into their reality, and they have a free expressed self, so they're more healthier because they're releasing. The adult is release, is feeling good because they're connecting with their child. Mm -hmm. So you're having a sense of dialogue that is not requiring a high intellectual conversation. You know, it's, it's literally an expression through the creative outlets that a suppression of that is a mindset. Something is telling you not to create. And that's what we want to talk about. Like we want to figure out, well, why do you hold yourself back from creating? Yeah. What's the thing holding you back? Because you're the one holding yourself back from taking that and doing it. And so you realize that the more people navigate through art, their mental health is taken care of because mm -hmm. they're self-actualizing, they're self-recognizing the patterns within them are coming out. So, yeah, <laughs> it's a very long answer. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I like that. And I'm trying to think of what it's so um, I think what I like what what I'm trying to wrap my head around is is a lot of people um, when, like I said, when they when they when they think of art, they think of the visual aspect. And, and I like what you said about the kids and connecting. So um, just wh at what point or how, how would you uh, suggest or where, where does the breakthrough come? Like I know you do workshops and I know you have people in there and they're, you know, you're, you're leading them with, mm -hmm. you know, in, yeah. in, the, in the front of the class and, and to express themselves yeah. with a, <laughs> a painting of some sort. But at, how is it that that would cause them to have that breakthrough where, okay, I don't need to be painting masterpieces, mm -hmm. but this is going to help me tap into my imagination mm -hmm. and my creative mm -hmm. to, to navigate through just everyday life. Yeah. Um, for kids, there's, there's going to be a different answer for children than there, there is, is for their adults. Yes. Because for children, the breakthrough, they'll never have to have this aha moment if art is a part of the reality, so if, if it becomes yeah. who they are. If we instill a value to the art in their life, they're mm. going to do it. They're going to mm. use it. They're going to play music as a need to... Like the same as working out. You're going to go use creativity at the same level as m meditation, mm -hmm. as working out. So for kids, I hope that we're creating the future where we don't have to say, oh, your breakthrough through art comes because you didn't know art before. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but for the, people who are, um, for the people who are now connected to me in this reality, in our generation and the ones before us, it's only because I've heard the same thing my whole life that the breakthrough comes when someone goes through. The point where they say, I'm not an artist, I'm not an artist, I'm not an artist. There's a reason they believe that. There's a reason that they actually believe that. And it never came because they actually thought of it themselves. It came because school created a competition mentality when mm -hmm. it came to art. So because those young kids who didn't want to just, they don't want to be the best. They don't care for the grades. Mm -hmm. The value that art is created in high schools is very competitive, mm -hmm. which is why people tap out. Well, I, I did that. I did just that. I dropped out of, uh, I think, grade 10 and grade 11 art class because I was I, I was um, I, I, I wasn't allowed to express myself freely. No, I had to, I had to put I had to put the mug here and I had to like I had to draw that with the shadow and, you know, the yeah. light here. I, I understood that we were learning techniques. Yes. But I was like, this isn't how I don't want to I don't want to draw a vase with with these exactly. stupid flowers in it. Like, so I just I dropped out of that class. And, mm -hmm. and if I didn't, you know, I, the idea that you could actually get a failing mark Ugh. for some for, for something that you created there you go. in that class. Yes. It, it, it was like that. I this, was out. I was like, peace, you know, like, and this I is, want nothing to do with it. But this is this is the breakthrough moment. The moment that you remembered why you stopped when you connect back to the person who was before they quit mm -hmm. 
is when they realize, holy crap, I love this. Mm-hmm. Why did I ever stop? Yeah. Why did I stop drawing? I used to love drawing. And then the person goes to the moment where in any one of my, any usually in my classes or even if on my online webinar, anytime I offer an experience or an exercise that someone goes through and they broke through the limiting belief of, I can't draw a circle perfectly and I can't draw this. And I'm just like, you know, I get over that. And I say, this isn't about skill. Yeah. Just a circle is a circle. And I'm going to get that even if you draw it perfectly or not i'm gonna say hey there's a circle there's a circle nobody's confused about what we see it's there it's obvious it's you know oh it's not a perfect circle perfection is only the desire from an artist who wants to literally give you a very detailed um idea if i'm trying to communicate with you in art i need to know details so you get every single message but if i'm just like hey i love sunny days that illustration is not hard to do for me to say, you like sun, you like beaches, you like sunny days. Yeah. So when we connect to that part of that, that conversation that that young person had when they said, I know I don't want to do this. This isn't for me. I don't want to be good. Or, you know, someone's, someone's showing off their artwork and the person's like, I'm not as good as that person. That person's getting all the attention. It's that same mentality that is in sports and is in every other way that we've been raised to, to think that we have to be the best in order yeah. to do it. And so that's what people go through when they go to the breakthrough. They say, holy crap, it doesn't matter anymore if I'm good or not. I need to draw because I need to use my creative imagination to solve the problems yeah. in my life because it de- my life depends on it. It's not about being good or not. It's about can I get myself out of that situation if in a heartbeat I had to find a solution? If you don't ever practice in a creative thinking, it's not going to come up when you need it. Yeah. It's not going to happen. It's like you do never do push-ups. Try getting yourself off the ground if your life needed it. It's not going to happen. The only thing that might happen is adrenaline, but that is going to abuse the body. Yeah. So how do we do it naturally? How do you do it in a way that every day you solve these problems creatively? Well, do something. Doodle, draw, color, paint, sing, laugh. Go do Dance. something. Dance. Yeah. Do anything. And here's where... So that's the breakthrough moment is when people go, oh my God. Why did I ever tell myself that I don't love to do this? It's not hard and I can. Yeah. I can do this is the breakthrough. Because yeah. up until that moment, they said, I'm not an artist. I can't draw stick people if my life depended on it. Yeah. I hear that every single day and that's when I found, holy crap, there's a, there's a problem here. Yeah. There's a real problem with how people perceive art and this is why there's no value in art. And if we go back to the original idea of what art is, art is the foundation of any society. You don't have, a, a, no leader can demonstrate a, a, a you know, a destination without a visual map. Yeah. It's just not, ha- it's not going to happen. Yeah. Words were created to divide people. That's why you have languages. That's why you have Pachwa and you have all these different languages. So if you want to think of how do we connect, it's not with words, yeah. although we've learned to use some of it, but it's, you know, if we think of the language, it's masculine, it's not feminine. That's why we don't express authentically. So when it goes to full create, it's just, when it goes to just understanding that art was the foundation of how we communicate. There's no if, ands, or buts. Yeah. Art is the foundation of how we exist. Mm-hmm. And without it, w- try to survive. Try to have function in a society. Yeah. And now it's almost like, so why do we devalue art now? Why do people think I should cheat, you know, I shouldn't pay this much for the art or I shouldn't take classes? It, there's no value to the art anymore. It's, and it's because of that. Nobody wants to do it. Everyone thinks it's to be good to make money. And no one understands it's the same thing as a mindful practice. It's a language. If you learn it, mm-hmm. you will communicate with everyone in the world better than any language can. Mm-hmm. Period. And I know for a fact, I have the confidence to know that I can go to any country. God forbid I, 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 I need it. For something, to, if, if I needed to save my life and give them a sign, I would draw it. And I know for a fact I can communicate. I have the confidence to say there is no limitation to any communication unless they're blind. Yeah. Unless they're blind. Yeah. 
So children, adults, we all have the same. But even then, you could. I mean, if this was raised, I mean, you'd you'd be able to feel exactly. You know, hundred percent. I I like that. that. I like that because, um, yeah, you like yeah. Just think, imagining that being being in a foreign country and needing to communicate, and nobody speaks your language, and you just you know you maybe you can't write it because they don't speak your language. Nope. You could you could you could turn that visual that idea into something that they can visually translate. A hundred percent. And so that's just returning to the power that art has to communicate, to connect all of us. Mm -hmm. And so in a world that's so disconnected, in a world that seeks connection, Mm -hmm. then here it is. It's something that you love to do anyways. And 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 it's almost like when it it's almost just returning them to who they are, Mm -hmm. you know? And and now the second thing that I want to mention is when it comes to mindset. When we think of like mindset of people in 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 our days and how we grow visually, physically, I believe that when you deny your own capacity to be a creator, mm-hmm. if that's the, if if you like all these kids, is, I'm not an artist, I'm not an artist. The moment you deny that something that's you're naturally gifted with, every mm-hmm. part of your body is an instrument for creativity, yet you deny yourself that. Mm-hmm. How can you possibly acquire any other tool, mindset, or anything and confidence in anything else when you deny the one thing that you're actually good at? Yeah. You know? You're yeah. born to create. You deny that. Then try... If you accepted your creator, everything else would be from the reference of accepting and growing from it. And I just feel that, you know, we disconnect the two. Mm-hmm. And so bringing that together, connecting people back to art as a language, it's like me teaching you. Let's teach the world art as a, as a language. Mm-hmm. It would have a whole new meaning to how we connect, to how we use it as a way to document our current, t- document what's going on. So mm-hmm. the beginning of my journey when I said I want to start doing art, um, I moved to Niagara Falls. I was with my boy single as a mother, figuring it out. I took it and I was, you know, in, uh, basically on welfare. And so I took advantage of all the services offered, including taking a course first for, uh, for a business. So I took a business course. I did all my research, especially in the Niagara region. I said, you know, what is the market that I can tap into that is going to give me money as an artist? Because it's mm-hmm. art or nothing. I'm not good, but I'm not going to go do it the cheap way and be broke, yeah. starving artist at the same time. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it big. And so it was when I connected this concept to the wineries and everything that comes out of it, I realized that in that research, one thing that I found was the Canadian government supports the acquisition of art. Canadian artists... So they, they support the acquisition of Canadian artists for the sake of preserving ca- uh, culture and heritage in Canada. So they say business owners, go invest in artwork from Canadian artists because we need their art to preserve our history. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hello, without that, we have no record of what, who we are. Yeah, makes sense. So at the end of the day, artists are being, you know, and, but people don't know that. So if you think of someone, they're not going to buy art for an investment. Oh, well, let me preserve Canadian culture. They have no concept of what, how art even contributes to the preservation of our culture. And so bringing that awareness to people, saying, you know, Canadian artists, right now I'm documenting this, like, you know, th- 3D to 5D evolution. What we hear is that people going from, like, the 3D world to the 5D world, which just means people are going from living in their ego to now living in their spirit. You know, mm-hmm. you live with... Not competition, but collaboration. It's just this concept of togetherness mm-hmm. because that's what we need to work together. And often, all the artwork that I painted, whether it's for any of the leadership in our community, my biggest reason for documenting them, which is in the Evolution calendar, is because they're the ones that are making a difference in, our, in Canada right now. Mm-hmm. 
So if I'm documenting anything worth it, <coughs> what am I preserving? Mm-hmm. And I'm preserving Marcos Mendoza's legacy. I'm preserving the Armin Shafis, all their legacies that what they're doing to make a difference, I'm documenting it. Mm-hmm. And I tell them, it's like, don't worry, your art is going to end up in the history books. Because whether someone uses it or not, I'm creating the history book. I'm the one creating a story from what we did so that 20, 215 our children will know who we are because we were the heroes of the world, let's say. And so I love that art has become that storytelling. Mm-hmm. But again, there's, a very, there's, there's often a lack of knowing how powerful art is in, in a society. And so for me, when I say, you know, art is going to save the world, I believe that it will because I believe that it will connect all countries. Mm-hmm. I believe that it will allow for the next generation to, f- to truly solve problems that are not going to continue to destroy the earth, mm-hmm. but rather innovate because their masterminds are created from a genius brain because it's the creative faculty. That's the genius mind. So why not give everyone the capacity to think like a genius and act like one and do something about it and mastermind a genius group and then... So it's just giving everyone the power to do something for themselves without being the one to actually create anything physically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So changing the world for me just means changing the concept and the value that the society has towards art so that we can raise a generation of artists because they're scientists, they're engineers, they're doctors, they're philanthropists. All of them are creative thinkers. Mm -hmm. So why not adopt that mindset through understanding the creative imagination, which is... A minds, it's a principle of success anyways, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, I, I, I wanted to touch more on the, the evolution calendar, um, and, you, and you, you briefly touched on it. Um, you were saying about your, it, it, this, this is what you meant by documenting. Yes. So with each month, you're, like, if maybe, maybe take us through some of these, some of these the yes. months and, and what, what they represent. Perfect. So, because I was creating so much artwork for different live events, seminars, you name it, just book launches, I was doing live paintings. After a whole year, I was like, wow, I have all this artwork. And I was, something said, hold on to it, hold on to it. Don't sell the artwork just yet, like just retain it. By the end of the year, I said, you know what? I need to, this, this artwork's created for the people, with the people, for the people. Mm. But yet nobody has access to anything that rem- will, rem- will allow them to remember that day, which was so transformational for some people. And so what I did was, how do I give as much art to people as possible? And that's where the calendar sort of was an idea that had been settling for some time in my heart, like something I've been wanting to do, a a calendar based off of 12 chapters, 12 months, 12 cosmos, like just 12 horoscopes, like all this 12, 13 kind of was really powerful in my head. So I did that. I said, you know, let me create a calendar, which is basically for $20 gifting as much 13 original prints through the evolution calendar and in the process highlighting the leaders that I did the paintings for Mm -hmm. giving them a bit of a stage um, allowing them to be communicated through the visual language which is the art so Mm -hmm. it's not like people are hearing about it through words or anything it's literally the artwork was the journey to that message to that experience and so every year now I'm I'm able to select people who have have had personal profound impact in my life and um, through wanting to remind people and anchor them to use their creative imagination, to exhaust their creative imagination. Every month is like a new chapter, Mm -hmm. which is a new sort of concept that allows you to unlock the creative imagination. So each month is a chapter that's linked to a painting that was supporting, you know, some powerful person in my life. 
But the most important thing is that the artwork is the language that is teaching you a lesson mm -hmm. that is infusing some sort of, you know, spiritual connection to your heart from mine, but again, from the collective, because the artwork was of the collective. And then it really just connects everyone. And so the calendar is now a guide. It turned into a guide, which, like I said, in, whether it's for children or for adults, if you read every month, there's a new sentence. And basically, it gives you, you know, a, a little affirmation yeah. for the week to say, you know what? You know, we are all born with equal opportunity to imagine and cultivate a genius mind. Remember that. We are all born with equal opportunity to cultivate a genius mind. Mm -hmm. We are all born with equal opportunity to cultivate a genius mind. So, and the tool to that is drawing, <laughs> is art, is painting. Is You want to activate your, you want to cultivate a genius mind. You, you must do what geniuses do and they draw. They create, they do something. Yeah. And so this is hopefully a reminder and the artwork is, is, is the anchor, is the visual anchor that anchors the person to the experience that they, that they remember seeing it in. So yeah, it's a really dear project for me and it's just my way of giving back so this one here like, I, I would just like to know w where like where the inspiration came for because if these were all done at you know some of them were done at li like events you're doing live paintings some of them you had you know a, a specific person in mind like this one here you got uh, you know several <laughs> yeah. what looks like angels with wings mm -hmm. um i don't know maybe maybe just give us some background on on where the inspiration came from that so yeah. With this one specifically, uh, this one was for a Mo Mondays, um, specifically in Waterloo. So as I was painting this painting, I actually had just that same day within like the hour I had gone through a breakup. And the, the theme <laughs> and the topic of uh, the topic of all of everyone's like the topic of the Mo Mondays was suicide prevention. And so between the breakup and then all the sad, sad stories, <laughs> I just felt this sense of like this dreary energy which really went into this painting which is why you see a lot of the, like the rain brush it's just like rain strokes just sadness and originally these were just silhouettes of people they didn't have the wings so I created the painting it was gift it was raffled off and gifted away to a friend who was actually the one who organized this event and as he had it he said you know Evelyn I really love this painting and if you're going to feature it in the calendar if you're going to feature it in the calendar can you just make it a little bit happier because it kind of makes me think of uh, um, X Factors, the X Factors soundtrack, because it looked like aliens. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I said, sure, 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 let me take it. And I thought, you know, how beautiful is that a year later, when I got the painting back, I said, okay, what does this painting now mean? What could I do to make it more beautiful? Mm -hmm. And when I looked at all the people and I looked at the sadness and I looked at where I was at at that point and then where I, I had come along with my whole community because we had all, you know, everyone in our community shares a story to save a life yeah. ultimately. And I love that because everyone becomes this, their own sort of archangel. They're kind of their own hero. And so this became, turned it around to say, you know, through the stories, they save lives. And so it turned in from a dreary image to what was, I think, a, an evolution over a year of people going from, you know, just being brave enough to share their story mm -hmm. to now being on stage changing lives. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's what that painting represents. It was a journey. <laughs> wow. So originally the wings weren't even there. They weren't even there about a year ago. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, this one that we have propped up in the corner, um, I, I've, I've, I'm interested to know... Uh, about that, because you had mentioned before we went on air that uh, that was this is when you let go of the need for detail. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So may, maybe explain that, because I, I, I mean, literally in the sense of detail, like I, you know, maybe I can't see eyelashes or, or 
fingers or stuff like that, but I, I feel like there's a lot of detail in this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so before I got into this whole, like, you know, personal development, art, transformation, evolution of conscious mind, um, I was an artist who was competitive. I was trying to be the best. I wanted to be the best. I painted out of ego and, you mm -hmm. know, was always just trying to, you know, one up other artists by using, you know, my background and my knowledge and expertise in contemporary arts that, you know, I could be the best. And I found that that was really stressful art because I wanted it to be perfect. And it really never was because art is really not supposed to be perfect. Well, at least not all art. It's supposed to be nice, but not perfect. So finally, when I said, you know, I'm going to let go of this con of, of any details. I don't want to do structure. I don't want to paint specific things that have to look beautiful, including people. I just said, I just want to I just want to express whatever comes to me in movement with shapes. And so I started to really let go on the canvas. The canvas. I started just doing, like, you know, circles and waves. And and when I thought, okay, evolution, I came up with the name evolution as as a program that will be used to use art, the art process to evolve creative thinking. This painting started to come to me, and it, it you know, I, I you should definitely link the time lapse of this. I'll, I'll share the time lapse of this because the time lapse shows the process of how this evolved, and yeah, like it never those. looked like when it started off. I had wings and all these things. Like I had crazy stuff and the end result, I was like, I would have never imagined that it was going to go there. And it's the process that I love sharing. I think it's the process of evolution that you learn the most, not the final outcome. But when this one started coming together, this specifically one, uh, it, for me, it's not very much details, but I silhouetted some two people. Um, but ultimately, this one represents the brain. This is the right and the left hemisphere. This is coherency this is when both sides come together in harmony and i feel like you know when the right brain the left brain you could say masculine feminine feminine when they come together they create the perfect harmony for your brain to function at a high level and at the same time when we think of people and connection you know it, it this does look like two people coming together to create a mastermind mm -hmm. so they're masterminding so it could be a couple it could be a male and a female but it's also the power of the mastermind mm -hmm. so it has you know quite a few layers to this but it is ultimately the evolution of consciousness and um La and yeah. layers layers literally end in <laughs> in theory too because i know like I, what, what was the first what was the first stroke? Like where where I just wonder where you start. Did you paint like do you do you paint the whole background? Yeah. Like where like I just I have no I don't even know where I would have started. Yeah. The time lapse will show that, but for me what I just did was visualized uh whatever came to me and I just saw two people like hovering together. And so the beginning was just almost outlining their overall silhouettes and then brushing around that. Okay. And then over it and sideways and up and down. Yeah. <laughs> and then it became like all directions. This one made no sense. I don't even know how it came, but I just, um, in the process of channeling ideas, mm -hmm. I said, you know, what does evolution mean? How do I capture this word evolution and make it visible for people to see that yeah. it is an, a process of, of alchemy? It's the alchemy of a creative mind, as you know, the right and the left hemisphere, this sort of infinity loop of flow between both hemispheres of the brain to create these genius ideas. Yeah. And so I said, but and and then the next level to that, once we have our own harmony of mastery, when we get with together with others, like you and I, you know, we can sit here and mastermind how to change the world mm -hmm. because we think at a high level. And when both of our brains connect at that level, you you tap into a third brain, you tap into the collective you know, brain of, of, of consciousness. Mm -hmm. And now you're creating ideas that are going to truly save the world. You know, they're going to save the planet because you're connected to what the planet is through, you know, 
all senses and all the other things that come. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want I want to draw something. <laughs> draw. No, you know yeah. what? For me, um I I used to draw a lot and as you can see, I got some permanent art on me yes. that will be there until it's all saggy and you can't tell what it is anymore. <laughs> um, but I, I have a real passion for art too. And I thought, you know, um, growing up, my, uh, you know, uh, I was always told I, sh- I should be a tattoo artist or I should be an artist. And I tried drawing stuff, but it was that, um, yeah, that, that wanting it to be perfect, mm-hmm. right? That I couldn't, I mean, even now, like when I, when I draw with my kids and, and I, you know, and she'll, my, my daughter, my oldest daughter, she'll, she'll start to draw something and, if it if it's not perfect or it doesn't if she's trying to you know um, replicate uh, you know she'll look at a drawing and try to you know recreate it herself if it doesn't look exactly what she's looking at she'll give up and she won't want it any she won't want to do it anymore and uh, you know it's it's being an adult and and kind of you know realizing that it really doesn't matter right like I don't really get too hard on myself but when I draw I still struggle with that where I'm like does this really look like the Ninja Turtles, <laughs> you know, or like whatever it is I'm drawing? I, I still struggle with, you know, is anybody else going to, are they going to know what this is? Are they, you know, are they going to be able to understand what I was trying to say or, or, you know, what I was trying to portray? Um, I just, yeah. So when, when, when I think about drawing, when I think about art, even still listening to you talk, I'm, it, I'm having these, um, uh, what would I call them? Just like earlier when you were saying how art, without art, like we really would like cease to exist. Um, you know, it, it, it takes a creative mind and an imaginative mind to to design a, a building, mm-hmm. a vehicle, mm-hmm. um, sidewalks, mm-hmm. like where where they're gonna go. Like it just it you you require some somewhat of an, an artistic, uh, you know, um, initiative to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I guess if, if, if um, I don't know, what, what would you say to somebody who is really, you know, maybe they're listening, we're, we're, you know, X amount of minutes into our conversation and they're like, you know what, they, they grab a pad of paper and they want to start drawing. Like they mm-hmm. want to just like, where, where does someone start? Do, yeah. they, do they start with a doodle? Do they start with mm-hmm. a coloring book? Like yeah. what? Because I understand that it's not, they're, they're not maybe going to create a masterpiece mm-hmm. and sell it for a bazillion dollars, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but It'll help them tap into that creative mind and the imagination to be able to, like you said earlier, imagine their way out of a, a, mm-hmm. a bad situation mm-hmm. where they start to think, you know, anticipating things going right mm-hmm. rather than things going wrong. Mm-hmm. And and how would you suggest them starting to use art to be able to have that that breakthrough? Mm. Um, the best way to start, because it's just my process, so I'll share my process with someone, yeah, just and, how, yeah, and what, it's just like really how you, uh, often, same thing, I look at a blank paper, and I'm like, what do I even do, and I don't even have a subject today, I just, I, f- I need to let loose, and just starting to draw circles, just like circles, repetitive circles, overlapping circles, big circles, small circles, change the rotation of circles, take your left hand, do it with left hand and right hand, switch it up, uh, because when you start tricking your your body, and you start doing things that it's not used to, um, it kind of goes into the sense where it just opens up a little, like your mind starts to open up and in the space of, of openness is where often an idea gets planted mm-hmm. and then you can, oh, I got an idea and then you can start trying to draw that idea or doodle it or Google it, Google a picture of what it is that you're thinking of and trace or copy what you see. I find that often, um, you know, that's just how you can start practicing your comfort, you know, and it doesn't have to be perfect. You, you just doodle sketch, but for the most part, draw circles, draw lines. It doesn't have to be a subject mm-hmm. because 
this creative thinking, this creativity comes through just the process itself. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, just lie down and you're going to feel good. Mm -hmm. You don't have to try to feel good. You're just going to feel good. Mm -hmm. The same thing is with just drawing circles. Naturally, what's going to start to come up is this sense of, you know, calmness. And then ideas, allow those ideas to go. Allow these ideas to you know, process through you as you're drawing these circles. And then you're going to start to notice the circles are going to change. They're going to become, you know, ovals or they're going to become, you know, bitter or something's going to really reflect how you feel, but Mm -hmm. allow yourself to see that. And then things will just start coming up, you know, fill a whole page with circles, fill a whole page with lines, you know, start to, you know, just not think specifically of any one thing. And that's the same thing I would do if someone has a canvas and some paint. In fact, that's even better. If you take a canvas and some colors, just take choose the primary colors or your favorite color and literally just start doing circles on a canvas or little jaggeds, like whatever comes to you. Mm-hmm. The, the thing is, is that it's not supposed to make sense. That's the point. Yeah. You know, you're not supposed to make something that's sensible. If you're trying to get into the right creative mind, get out of the logical brain. Yeah. Stop trying to overthink it. Stop trying to make it something specific. Stop trying to do anything. Just do it. And in that process, the flow will start to unlock itself. Yeah. You just the flow so will start to come. So it's like fall, like o- like falling in love with the process and and not the end result. Don't, yes. don't focus on what it's going to look like upon completion. Just focus on the journey of getting. Yes, there. yes. Because you know what, if it's sometimes nice to have a vision, say, okay, I want to get to this destination. You start drawing it, and there's another thing that, for the sake of separate the two things, separate drawing and doodling for the sake of just the process, like mm-hmm. you said. And when it comes to saying, okay, I want to master a visualization, do the work to get a good visualization down. So, you know, Google the reference of what you want to draw. Don't stress yourself if you can't think of what it is. There's one thing to draw what you see and then to draw directly from the imagination is a practice skill. Yeah. You can't just draw from the imagination. Sure, you'll draw a cat from your mind and it'll look funny. But if you look at a cat and draw it, it's a different outcome. Yeah. So... I would encourage people to just start with looking at what they see first. Observe the things around you. Notice the life around you. Draw that apple. Draw that pencil. Draw your child. Just doodle whatever's around you once you do those circles. And over time, you'll find that, and this is what I say going back to full circle to when I was a child. When I was just young, observing observing my environment, exploring my world in my age we used to run around in forests and go on bike rides and we were always outdoors and in those visual references of what I would see it would enrich in my art Mm -hmm. my artwork would expand because my imagination was growing in the experiences that I literally challenged myself with and that's why I was very brave when I was young because I was able to just seek I wanted to absorb more life to be able to create it Mm -hmm. but it always came from me directly tracing or drawing what I saw there was no let me draw from my imagination because that's really hard to do unless mm-hmm. you draw every day. Then one day you have this breakthrough idea, this new business that you want to build, this new family that you want to create, or this new idea. And because you've drawn so much, you can draw that idea out. Mm-hmm. And that's your anchor. That's the thing that would, every day when you look at you say, that's where I'm going. Why? Mm-hmm. Because my soul drew that. I channeled it from the creative imagination. It didn't come from the synthetic mind, which is, to be honest, that's a whole new... That's another concept, synthetic creative. Um, In a nutshell, I'll tell you one thing. A synthetic imagination will only think of things that it's ever seen before. It will never think past Past what it saw. A creative imagination will be able to think of ideas beyond the box Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. download an idea into its soul. And with that connection from the soul, you know you're going to want that for the rest of your life. A synthetic idea is, hey, I like that house. It's really pretty. I like the pillars. And then all of a sudden you see another house. Oh, I like those stairs. I want that house instead. Synthetic minds will jump from one thing to the other. Because it doesn't connect to the heart what it wants. Mm-hmm. It's just the mind. Oh, I like that. I like that. That's the ego. So when you operate from a creative imagination, the ideas that you receive are literally from God, mm-hmm. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. You get ideas totally directly does. from God. Yeah. When he connects, when he sees that, that thought came from a deep desire that your heart beat, beats for, boom, you'll get the next breakthrough. But if you're thinking of synthetic imagination, you'll never connect to the source of God to give you that life-changing idea Mm -hmm. because it's recognizing a synthetic process Mm -hmm. this isn't real this isn't what you want you're just wanting what you see in front of you but what about what's there's more than that there's more and that's what the art does is it taps into the part of your brain that understands what it wants and then you just go for it (laughs) okay all right so uh before it slips my mind i just wanted to maybe um just maybe get you to, you know, what your thoughts on how, how do we get people to stop thinking that you need skill to be creative? Like, I think because even as I'm thinking, I'm like, you know, I could do that. Like, and I, and I understand totally what you're saying about drawing from the imagination because that was the hardest part for me. It's like I would, try, I would try and do something and just, you know, the perspective of which, you know, my superhero was flying through the air. <laughs> you know, he had to make his, you know, his fist was closer to the, your eyes than his face. So to make it look big. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like. And so I just, it, it was very difficult for me to, to draw from my imagination. So I was always looking at my comics or I was looking at another photo and I was just kind of drawing it and translating it from what I seen onto the page. Um, and even still being, you know, uh, I'm not going to tell people how old I am, uh, <laughs> but uh, it's just, very, it's hard for me to, to get away from, okay, I, I don't have the skills to do that. Mm-hmm. So that I think that's one of the biggest things that keeps me out of my creative. Like you know, I've 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 written music, you know, I've I've drawn. Um, I I I used to dance. It's really hard. You know, the joints are getting they're aching a bit. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, I'm a little stiff in my old age. Um, but being able to express myself artistically like that, it it really it's hard to you know get past that. Well, do, do I have enough skill? Mm-hmm. And what you were saying about the practice and the process and everything, I know that repetition is the mother of skill. So I think the more that people do just draw and fall in love with that process, that the skill will come. Yes. I don't think that I don't think people are, are lacking skill. Mm-hmm. It's just practicing mm-hmm. the skill. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I answered my own question there, but <laughs> maybe I'm just like, yeah, like uh, people that may want to just you know begin this this journey of being able to tap into the creative, just for the simple purpose of navigating through life um with their imagination and again not with the visual painting or or drawing or 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 anything like that just like you said earlier about getting through hardships being Mm -hmm. able to imagine the the best Mm -hmm. case scenario um because i I don't think that takes skill but it would take practice to be Mm -hmm. able to tap into that creative Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. what do we what do we do (laughs) well it's hard because we all want to be good at stuff i mean i think it's our ego that give up right away when they're not the best no exactly and um i have i've had this comment to parents i say you know go go does your child draw go draw with them Mm -hmm. and they say oh no you know my artist is my daughter's a really good artist or but i i and i said what is what do you say to your daughter when you, you know, for her to go draw? Do you encourage her to do it by herself? She goes, yeah. And some, some parents, they don't really like it. They're not picked up. I go, well, I know how they'll fall in love with it. 
if they see you do it. Yeah. And the parents like, well, I don't draw. I can't. I'm not good. And I say, what do you think you're telling your child when you tell them that you have that basically when you say you don't, you don't want to do it because you're not good? Yeah. You're telling absolutely. your child that they have to be good at something in order to, to do, do it. it. And that's you're robbing them of the whole purpose of what the art is. The art is to practice the creative imagination, to, to practice their creative thinking. Yeah. And so for me, it's, you know, when people are thinking they have to be good at it, well, number one, figure out what you're drawing for. If you're just drawing to release ideas, no one else is going to see them. So who cares how it looks? Just draw yeah. for the sake of you looking at what your is what's in your mind. Yeah. Get it out. Draw it, draw it, draw it. You'll notice one thing. You'll notice what your focus is. You'll notice what you want. And you'll notice what distracts you. You know, yeah. some of those things will come up in the art. Now, if you want to draw because you want to be good at it, well, do what it takes to be good at anything. You yeah. know, practice and, and learn how to learn. do it. So number one, the reason why most people struggle to draw anything three-dimensional is because they don't understand the three-dimensional planes on how it sits in the world. Yeah. If you can't see past one dimension, one dimension is looking directly in front of you yeah. and seeing a brick wall. Two dimensions is seeing two sides of that wall. Three dimensions is being able to see the top, the side, and the other side. Now, that only happens with glass walls. Mm -hmm. You're never going to see the top of a building when you're looking at the bottom. You're, you're going to at most see two sides. So most of us see in two dimensions. If you understood that there's up to like seven, eight dimensions of how the world sits and all those sides of those things that you can see, then you'll be able to draw something in that dimension. You'll be able to draw every single side of that anatomy because it sits in a unique dimension. So if you want to learn how to draw details, you need to learn how to draw dimensions. So for me, it's like that's just learning, the, that's just learning art. That's mm -hmm. now taking it to, to learning perspective. Learn one, two, three point perspectives. Then you have more detailed drawing. But again, why are you drawing? The, the average person that I'm sure hearing this, you're not trying to draw to teach anyone or trying to be a master. You're Right now, if you're thinking of doing it, it's because you realize that maybe you need to unlock a part of your creativity that's been like knocking at your door. Yeah, and that's what, I, and that's yeah. exactly what I'm thinking is how to help you know to help people unlock that that creativity. Um, and I just just a thought that crossed my mind when you said you know people often think that they have to be good at something to start, and I can relate to that with you know even going to the gym. Mm -hmm. You feel like you got to be you got to be strong and you got to be fit before you can go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> so then you got to think, well, why are you even going to the gym? Mm -hmm. So this is the, the same thing is, is, uh, is, yeah, with this art. So I, I'm, I'm really just thinking, yeah, like how the average person listening to this, um, they're not going to draw because they, you know, I don't know, may, maybe they will, but it's just to help them unlock that creative and that imagination that mm -hmm. they, they, that will help them, mm -hmm. you know, just get through yeah. their the everyday life. Even for, and this could be for now anyone who has a corporation, who has a corporation or a business and want to understand how could they use art to connect with their, their employees. Um, sometimes if you realize if your employees are not going in the same direction as you, maybe they're following the wrong vision. Mm -hmm. So sometimes to do an exercise with your group of, of, of employees and say, everybody draw the vision of this company. Where, where are we going with this company? And everyone will draw the, the, the vision of the company. Through those drawings, you'll be able, able to identify if everyone's on the same page or not. Some people may have a completely different drawing, which means in that moment you identify the disconnect. Mm -hmm. You want to connect everyone to the same page, give them one visual of what the outcome is, and now everyone jumps onto that page. So there's a lot of exercises that people can do, couples. Yeah. I love when couples do this. I say, draw your dream life. Yeah. And you'll see some couples have the complete opposite vision. That's a good one. I like that. And they look at each other and they say, oh my God, we don't want the same thing. Yeah. Holy crap, what are we doing here? Are yeah. we faking this Get relationship? <laughs> I've actually had no friend who... The, the, the marriage 
dissolves because they realized we've been operating from the wrong place. Wow. When we connect to our heart, we don't belong. That's actually scary. Maybe maybe not everyone should do that. Well, <laughs> it, it was it's been been very difficult for him to have that acceptance because the whole his whole life has changed. But the one thing that he can't deny is the is the gratitude of seeing the truth mm-hmm. of of who he was and who they were and and how that has allowed him to live authentically mm-hmm. the way he should. Mm-hmm. And both of them to give them the permission to say this doesn't work. Let's make it. Let's let's live authentically the way we should, mm-hmm. and let's go for that dream that we have. Mm-hmm. You know, you want that? Go go for it. Mm-hmm. You want that? Go for it. No one should be in the way. No one should get in the way of of getting that. Mm-hmm. Unless and the beautiful thing what happens is when I've seen this when some couples have the exact same vision. That's harmony. That's mm-hmm. beauty. And you know that they're together because they desire the exact to the detail same thing. Yeah. And I've seen that, and it's been beautiful. Wow! But it's real. It's real. It's reality. People are getting a real—they're uh, getting a real reference to what is going on inside that we don't talk about, and that's more powerful because I don't have to sit there and say, "Oh, do you see what you want?" I say, "Let's talk about what you drew." Yeah. And what does that say? They're like, "Well, this is what I really wanted my whole life since I was blah 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 blah." And I'm like, "What are you doing to go towards that? Nothing." Then let's talk about why, yeah. <laughs> you know. And then it opens up doors to reality checks and people self-reflect. And more importantly, they self-actualize. So. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. Um, well, where <laughs> so, like those 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 events that you host? Uh, why don't Why don't we uh, Why don't we just touch on that? Do you have any coming up? Like where? Let's Let's tell the people where they can find you, where they can enroll in some of these mm-hmm. these workshops that will help them come to these realizations. Because I think that. Uh, you know, hearing about it, it's something I, I know I wanted to go to one that you had in the past. I'm not sure if it was a Valentine's Day one that you had. Was there a couple's one you had around Valentine's Day? Uh, I've had a few of the uh, in person. I mean, evolution. we're coming up on that, so yeah. I don't know if, you, if, if, <laughs> if you have something like that, but we, maybe maybe let them know. We're also going to plug it into to the website as well where, awesome. you, where you can find uh, Evelyn and, and what she's up to and stuff. But uh, perfect, you know, um, maybe maybe an upcoming event. Uh, mm-hmm. if we have the couple's thing, I really like what you said about the you know, employees. Couples, I mean, doing that, having a group of people that you want to build with, work with, yeah. do whatever with. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, I never even thought of that yeah. to say, you know, let's let's see where you think this is going to go. Yeah. And then you can find the disconnect and the harmony and, and which like I never really I never would have thought to use art that way. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I mean, that's why I said to people <laughs> coming up, I'm like, man, stay tuned for this podcast. Yeah. It's going to be crazy because <laughs> we're going to find out how to incorporate art and how art really can, you can apply to all aspects of life. Yes. Yes. Which I think is incredible. Yeah. I think thank it's you. insane. Yeah. Thank you. Um, well, ultimately right now, the most accessible thing that I have is just, I'm doing monthly webinars okay. where I literally have broken down my evolution workshop and I've put it online for two hours. So we just kind of go through some exercises and I, it's the same thing. You know, we get to share what, what, what it's like. Um, but more importantly, you get access to the exercises that are literally unlocking your mind. Like yeah. they're just, you're going through this process where you're like, you know, when you talk about it after or when you look at it later, you're saying, you're, you're seeing so much about yourself that you become self-aware and then likely we're going to be on this journey where every month I literally, same thing, webinar, we come, we, re- we regroup. Yeah. We say, what did you discover from the last exercises? Yeah. Because now that you've implemented it for a whole month, you know, and this is the thing is implementation is, is really important. So when I give someone an exercise, it's important to do it, to feel it and then have your own perspective of yeah. what you got from it. Which reminds me, I have to get to that one that you, you had just posted, you had an idea and I, yes. I responded to it and yeah, you're yeah. like, take a pencil and a piece of paper <laughs> and draw a line 
and or whatever it was that you said to do, yeah. I'll have to go back to it. But <laughs> I do want to follow through with yeah, that because yeah. I am interested. And to and to actually, yeah, if you if there are exercises that people can do to actually begin the process of unlocking their mind, yeah, um, I think it would be great to have uh, you know <laughs> definitely to tune into the the monthly webinars. I know awesome. I will after, especially after this conversation. Thank you. Because uh, I definitely feel like uh, I could use some unlocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Well, like I said, the monthly webinar, and they can find that even on my website. It's evabaileyart.com. Yeah. And it's, it's the, you know, you'll find a lot of information on there where they can see some of that stuff. Um, but yeah, that exercise that I came up with the other day was really powerful. It was, uh, and maybe on the recording, what the exercise is, is I ask you to take a piece of paper and a pencil and write a word. Yep. Pause. Do that. Play. <laughs> when you go back to it. Yeah. Why don't you try it I'm right gonna now? I'm going to do it right now. So I'm going to do it right now. Any piece of paper. It's a very quick exercise and I suggest everybody do this. So draw any That means word. grab a pen, guys. You're in this too. <laughs> you can't see, but these guys behind the camera, they're making all this happen and they're going to awesome. participate. Awesome. So, so I'm going to write any word. A word, word first word that comes to mind. Anything, it doesn't matter. Perfect. Everybody got the word? Good. Now put a box around that. Frame it with a box. Nice. Okay. Now. That was a nice box. Yeah. Now draw a box. A new, a new a box. A new box. Draw a new box. And now draw the word in the box. So what it, what was the difference between the first and the second? Like what w what did you feel? Did you feel any difference between the first one and the second? I felt like I tried real hard to make that box as good as that one, <laughs> and I and I felt I, my printing is a little nicer in the second box. Yeah, same. Yeah. So I feel like I try. I feel like I tried to make it more. Yeah, I just I, I. Now let me ask you a question: Which way would you prefer to live life? The first way or the second way? First way. So the first way just was like. Yeah, I did it. It was second free. one. I was like, "Oh man, she's watching me now. I got to make sure I do this box perfect, <laughs> and I have to make sure that I actually spell this right." Like, and the writing looks better. So the first one is I was doing that the other day. I was doing notes, and the freedom. So one of the con the second one is the concept of what life is like when you live in a box. So when you live in a box, you're restrained. You're not as free. You're wow, overthinking. like that's exactly what I felt. You're like overthinking. Writing you're stressed into that out. Box. You're you're like I was. I got. I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm like, I, I was trying really hard. When I, she's like, draw the second box. I'm like, okay, that's, that's easy enough. I'm going to try and make it the same. And then I really tried to make it fit in the box. You see? And wow. so that's, the, I, I, that's what the, I was like, oh my God, breakthrough. And that happened when I was doing it. So this is an exercise I would share on my online workshop. It's just simple. You know, do an exercise and what did you get from that? And that's exactly what it is. The first one, we all want to live life that way. You know, freedom, you create your own boundaries. The second life is mostly, the, the second one is how many people live. Yeah. And I encourage you and invite you to start living outside like the, the box. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, definitely like that better. Like how I could write the word and then put a box around it. Yeah. This so, dude, this box, that was, that was a BS. Actually. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys notice that? Yeah. How'd you feel about it? Oh, thumbs up. He don't have a mic, so I'll <laughs> translate for him. He thought that was great. What about you, Adam? Yeah, same, right? I felt, I, I felt exactly how you explained it. Yeah. I was stressed out about that second <laughs> box. <laughs> I really was. I, mean, I was like, why did she ask me to draw the second? And then you're like, do the same one. Well, that's boring. <laughs> <laughs> Just put the same word in there. And it yeah. really stressed me out. So. Yeah. So and that's how wow. we live, right? So this concept is, you know, just 
nobody likes to live with already like imagine trying to build with a barricade already around you yeah. you know like create your foundation and then see where you're at and then create that comfort zone yeah. so it was just little exercises like that that i find and that just came to you like that <laughs> the other night when i did that post i was like oh my god and because i was doing it i was making notes and i squared it i was like oh and then the second part i was doing like level one level two and then I did that opposite. I did the box first, and then I was like, "Oh, I don't." I'm all stressed out box. about how I had to write my letter in the box. I'm like, "Whoa!" If I felt that immediate like anxiety, stress, I bet you anyone else would feel the same oh, thing. My heart's so. pounding out of my chest, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, awesome. so I I just want uh, in, in, in closing, I'm just going to uh, I, one, one more question. So when so you don't you have the webinars right now? Um, it, it, are you available to have say? Uh, an employer, mm-hmm. right, who wants to find out where his employees are with the vision of their company or something. Yeah. That's something yeah. that they could reach of out course. to you and they could, you know, they yeah. schedule you to come yeah. in. You, you bring the canvases yeah. or whatever. I would do an in-person workshop for evolution for corporate and for private parties and, and education as well. Nice. Um, because I find that especially like um, corporate building or um, just building a culture or building a sense of being on the same page for any company. I've surveyed this yeah. and I've asked business people, what did you get from this workshop? Yeah. And they said, you know, X, Y, Z, a company could really benefit when it comes to aligning visions, yeah. getting on the same page. So, wow. yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I just, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that you came today. Thank you. I mean, I myself, I've, I mean, I learned a lot today just by <laughs> talking to you. So I'm sure that people listening are going to feel the same. Um, yeah, I, I just want to thank you you know, Thank tremendously you. for, for coming and, and giving us your time and, yes. and giving us that insight, man. Like, yeah. I feel like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to get a coloring book. <laughs> no, I am. I'm going to start, I'm going to start doodling and yeah. I'm definitely doing this first. I ain't doing all the in the box shit. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> not going to be me. Yeah. But, uh, no, we'll make sure that we, we plug that in onto the website and that they, they know where to find you. Thank you. And, uh, again, I, I, the same thing I said to, to Nico is I feel like this would be part one of a, of an ongoing series yes. that we could have with Perfect. Evelyn Bailey. Thank you. So thank I, you. I, I, I thank yes. you your time i appreciate and, it yeah, i can't i can't wait for next time yeah so thank you well thank you and it's, it's a pleasure and honor to have you help me spread this information to our you know generation i think everyone needs it so thank you for giving me the platform to do so sweet sweet <laughs> awesome all right thank that's you. a wrap Woo. <laughs> what's up everybody thanks for tuning into the tide pod podcast i want to give a special thanks to our guest evelyn bailey It was a pleasure speaking with you. Truly inspiring message. I think that those people tuned in uh, will feel the same. Stay tuned to TidePod.com where you can find out all the information on Evelyn. And uh, stay tuned for next week's podcast. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, doesn't you